0: Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. Once again, I've got two gentlemen on the podcast with me. Guys, would you introduce yourself?
1: Kevin Knorr, pastoral assistant. And this is Rob Spextra, pastor of discipleship.
0: All right. Uh, We do these podcasts, usually about two at a time. And Mm -hmm. so Alex is still on his solitude day. So we will miss him and the good questions uh, that he usually brings to the podcast. Uh, today we are once again answering a listener question. So we appreciate so much you guys. Thank you for liking our podcast. Thank you for writing a review. It really does mean a lot to us. Thank you for sharing them where you where you do and, and sending them over to people. We just want this to reach more people and be a blessing. You guys are a huge blessing to us. And uh, the, the you also send in your questions and that's awesome. It gives us a lot of content. So... Yeah. Here's the question. As an adult, what does it look like to honor your parents, mm-hmm. right? So we are commanded in Scripture to honor our parents. Of course, children uh, are commanded to honor their parents, but that we, even as we grow up, we are still children yep. in that sense, right? We yep. still have parents, and we're still commanded to honor them. Yep. And, um, and so that comes with, so what does it look like, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll just throw this out there right away. Um, there's going to be a whole, this is a spectrum. Yeah. Because you're there's going to be people with, I'm just going to use it like there's going to be people with just horrible parents. Sure. Right? Your parents could be criminals. They could have been abusive. They could have uh, be mm-hmm. atheists and godless and pagans and, and combative and horrible. And honoring them is going to look a lot different than if you have God glorifying, God honoring, gracious, wise, wise. Mm-hmm parents mm-hmm. and then let, let's just put those on two poles and the spectrum all the way in between it sure because you're gonna have parents that say they love Jesus but they have they no maybe live broken immoral lives maybe they have they don't have any fruit of the spirit they say they love Jesus but they're still backbiting and conniving and mm. they're controlling in your life mm. or they're still verbally abusive or mm-hmm. um, or maybe they're some kind of weird sect of Christianity or mm-hmm. Or they just hold views that are contrary to Christ and contrary to the Scripture. So, I laid that out there to to say, there's not going to be a one size fits all. Right. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I can't answer. It. I need more spe- spe- specifics. Sure. Right. Right. What we um, What we know is, we honor our parents. Under. The authority of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. therefore we the the honor that we show our parents should never dishonor our Christ, yeah, so that's if cool. our parents tell us to do something that Christ would say not to do, then we disobey our parents in order to honor Christ mm-hmm. right in order to honor mm-hmm. our our heavenly Father so that's I'm just going to th- throw that yeah. out there right away easy. Um, but Rob, when you uh, first hear that question, how are adult Christians meant to honor their parents? What how, what are you tempted? How are you tempted to answer that question? I know it's so broad here. Yeah, but
1: yeah. How are you tempted to answer? Well, of course, it? I'm I'm tempted to answer to my own context. So that's a, I, when you were giving us this this range here, all of a sudden I realize, oh yeah, that's right. There are <laughs> there are other contexts yeah. rather than my own personal context. But I th- I do think that there is. I think this probably would to some level span a lot of this context that we're talking about, and that is simply making certain that our parents are provided for to the end. Mm. So, you know, the basic, so we'll go back, you know, to the basic idea that, of course, we're made in in the image of God, and thus there are just certain basic necessities, things that we should be making certain that our parents have Uh, when they're in a position or place where they are no longer maybe able to provide for themselves that we end up providing for them. Uh, So that could be, you know, uh, a place to stay, a place to live. It's food. It's, uh, you know, best we can. Medical care that we can, you know, can at least uh, provide for in terms of resources to give them. Uh, uh, Help to kind of navigate, Uh, you know, as you get older, the... Physical abilities to navigate are different; become more challenging. Mental things, you know, become more challenging. Uh, and, and so, you know, those those things I think could probably kind of capture that large swath. If, is necessary, we may be in a position that we we would need to do those physical pr- provisions and maybe some mental provision for our, for our parents. And, uh, and even even in the case of, you know, they may have not done that for us, um, but as a way of honoring them and honoring our God, doing graciously, that would be a gracious thing to do is to provide for them in that particular case. So that's the first place I go to. That would be provide for, provide for them in a yeah. physical and mental, emotional way as best we possibly can.
0: So you're saying that Christians have a duty mm-hmm. to provide and take care of their parents, no matter their, um, I mean, like no, no matter their salvation status, no matter their relationship quality. Like, are you saying? Well, I mean, obviously, there's going to be there's going to be some times where you'd say a Christian doesn't have that responsibility.
1: I suppose it probably is a small percentage, yes.
0: Let's say you're, you have a drunk, physically abusive father.
1: Yeah. Still. Still. Yeah. Then that would be you now have a requirement to look at your own family and the context. So, yeah, you'd have to look at your own and realize, I also have a responsibility to my wife, my children, and so if, 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 if we're kind of translating this into bringing them into your own home... Um, as a means or a way of providing, and that is going to be a problem, then yes, then I think that there is going to be that, that greater responsibility to my own family or my own children are going to my own wife is going to trump uh, that, that for my mm-hmm. unfortunate situation yeah. with my father in that situation. But I would try to at least look for something. Is there another means or another way of which I can still provide for that uh, drunken Man, abusive man, in such a way that would also protect. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. there'd still we would need to at least explore Mm -hmm. the possibilities that that are that are there.
0: All right, so that's the possibility. Now, what about um, what about a a dad who's he's a nominal Christian or maybe he's just a good guy, and you are a Christian who's wanting to honor God and all things, and so you're. Discipling your children, you're shaping your family a certain way, you've got certain rhythms, you want to, let's just think about Christmas, you want to s- celebrate Christmas with your family, worship God on, cr- on Christmas Sunday like we had this week, mm-hmm. and you've got a dad who's like, come on, Christmas is our day.
1: You're,
0: you're supposed to come over here, What you know, you're supposed to come over here and spend it with your family. Why, why are you valuing your church family mm-hmm. over your natural <laughs> family? What would it mean to honor your father in that situation.
2: Yeah, I think uh, that, I mean, that's, that's getting into what you opened up with, right? I mean, the gospel of Jesus Christ drives our rhythms and drives our life. And so I think primarily we go to church, but we don't say, you know what? I hate you. I hate your rhythms, you know, bye. But instead explaining and we, we did a podcast kind of along these lines when we were talking about why we, do, uh, why, why we worshiped together on Christmas, right? Instead of just, nope, not going to do that, we're going to go do our own thing, or well, do the righteous thing, explaining biblically, this is why we do this, join us, right? Inviting them into those spaces. Because ultimately, if he's a nominal Christian, then I would argue it's more honoring. To at least make the effort of calling him out of his, I don't know if nominality, nominalness into an actual living vital mm-hmm. relationship worship of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I definitely say inviting him into that space, explaining, look, this is why we do it. And if that's your situation, there's a good chance that you have significant fruit that you can point to in your family of of faithfulness, of obedience and joy in your home and in your children. And you can even say, look, my kids are like this not because I'm a good parent, right? But because I'm obediently following the leading of the Holy Spirit, right?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting is that you're... you're kind of walking this out I and I just looked for my phone cuz I guess what I was looking for I was looking for a dictionary cuz I thought what is the definition of honor yeah. so without without a dictionary in front of me I'm going to I'm going to define it this way yeah. <laughs> I don't know how close I'm going to be but it it seems to me that honoring is is that you are you are expressing a value that you are placing upon another person so it's an expression of a value mm-hmm. and so in this case, I, I, the, the way that you're you're stating it is is that as I'm looking at the um, the maybe the lostness, mm-hmm. the lost soul of of my father in this case, who is yeah. demanding me to be there for Christmas rather than me being with my church family, I'm valuing his his true humanity, yeah. which is his soul, uh, his embodied soul, in such a way that I want him to understand mm-hmm. what is. Better than what he's right now trusting in, which is himself or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I want him to see that there is someone better than that, and that is Christ himself. And I'm going to honor him by actually living that out with my own my own uh, family by going to church on Christmas Day, worshiping, and then, you know, coming over and maybe having this conversation, you know? So maybe honoring, maybe we should, you know, immediately when we think of the word honoring, we're thinking of maybe this uh, peaceful, wonderful- Deferment. Yeah, yeah, deferment kind of interaction, but perhaps honoring at times is going to look a little bit of confrontational uh, where we are actually kind of pressing in a little bit truth in such a way because we- we honor our parents. I'm, I well, ended that with a question mark. No, no, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
0: would say because we honor Christ above all. Yeah. Therefore, our honor towards our parents is um, qualified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is why I'm not skipping church on Sunday because Jesus Christ is my everything.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. He is the Word that spoke everything into existence. Yeah. He died for me. He lived for me. He sa- he saved me he's coming again. The reason I have any hope in the future is because of Jesus Christ. So he is my everything. So I honor him first and therefore I'm going to tell you that you would be better to honor him as well. So yeah. you yeah. need to come to this thing. Yeah. So honor yeah, I think I just think of honoring as respecting. Yeah. And I show respect to my father. Now the, the hard thing is obviously to respect someone who's not respectful mm-hmm. or respectable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To respect somebody who's not respectable—that that's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think we can show honor for the office mm. and not necessarily the man. Okay. You know, like he's my dad. It's where I came from. But he's broken. He's a yeah. sinner. He is uh, not a good man, mm-hmm. son. I'm telling my son, son, this is—you know—this is not the guy that you want to be like. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I'm going to show honor to him because the Bible tells me to honor him. And so if he's the drunk, you know, when I can, I'm going to go over there and help him out and mow his grass or do what I need to do. I still love him. I'm still praying for him. I still want to see his soul saved, but that's where sin gets you, son. That's where sin ends up. So (laughs) we're doing something different. We're, 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 you know, the language I grew up with is like we're breaking generational curses. Right, here, yeah, right. And, and we're starting over. Yep. And so I'm going to be a different grandfather to your kids than he was to you, mm-hmm. right? And so to honor Christ, I mean, we're, we're called to honor the emperor, too.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Right? And so we don't think, we, we know we disagree with the emperor all the time. And we were like, <laughs> and we call out, we can call out the emperor. You know, mm-hmm. we can say... John the Baptist mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. specifically. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not okay that you've got your brother's wife, yep. right? That's mm-hmm. what he said, and it got him killed. Mm-hmm. And was that him dishonoring the emperor? No, that was him honoring Christ. Yep. Right. You are dis- this. Uh, you are, you Herod are was it Herod? Yeah. You yep. are dishonoring the, the the covenant of marriage. Yeah. So you're dishonoring God by dishonoring what He created, which is the covenant of marriage. Yep. And so I'm rebuking you. Mm-hmm. That wasn't dishonoring uh, Herod. Right? Or if it was, it was a qualified honor that's yeah. under Christ.
1: Or if we might use your language in terms of we could be saying, in one sense, John the Baptist is honoring the position mm-hmm. of a ruler that God has, that God has sovereignly placed yes. upon yes. Herod. You are a ruler. I'm honoring you by telling you you're doing wrong yes. here because you are not doing the office right, Just, right yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. by, yes. by God.
2: By that extension, if that was dishonoring, then all of the prophets, you'd have to say, <laughs> right, were dishonoring, right? right. Because yeah. their role was to call out sin.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. call
0: out the king many times and yeah. rose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what does it mean to honor your father and mother? It means to show them respect. Mm. It means to um, try to lead them towards human flourishing as a young man so that means if they don't know Christ you're trying to lead them to Christ you're trying to lead them towards the truth mm-hmm. in God honoring ways it means so you're in that ways you're you're providing for them spiritually
1: mm-hmm. right right
0: so there's a there comes a time where adults either by choice or just um, by circumstance, can no longer provide for themselves. They can't go out and work 40 hours a week and, yeah. and yeah. put a roof over their heads. And so the goal is for the children to show honor by providing for them. And that may mean providing spiritually, bringing them to church and teaching them the gospel. And it might be providing, you know, physically, physically as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what it means to honor your father and mother. And and Christians are, are meant to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. We're meant to do that. Yep. And Christians should think twice about um, so-called nursing homes and retirement communities. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Because many times that is actually dishonoring your parents mm. by just trying to out of usually out of convenience. Sure. Trying to. Um. have someone else take care of your fa- family. And here's the deal. Nine times out of 10, that someone else is not going to take as good a care of your parents as you would. Then <laughs> I've ministered so many times in nursing homes and have seen just as the word squalid. Is that the right word? Yeah. Squalid conditions. I don't know if I've ever used that word, but it came to my mind. Squalid conditions. You know, elderly people that are in their own feces, elderly people that have bed sores, elderly people that uh, have terrible food, terrible care. They're lonely. They're lonely. I mean, it's just just awful. Now, I, I realize that sometimes, you know, situations demand it in a sense. You know, they need professional care and things like that so i'm not making just a general rule for everyone but we should i said all i said was we we should think carefully and we should we should think long and hard about it and yeah i know immediately because we're americans and we're individualists and we think we're in the the prime of our life and who is my dad to inconvenience me and to be a weight around my ankle when i'm Mm. trying to raise kids and i'm in the prime of my business career and and it's like okay you better check yourself because that is a dishonoring attitude Yeah, yeah right yeah. That is a sin against God, yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, and God may use your gracious care as a means of grace to bring your father to salvation mm-hmm. or mother to mm-hmm. salvation at the end mm-hmm. of their life. Like that, that, that could happen. Yep. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. So, what do you think of? Uh, and I'm, I'm just developing this thought as I'm sitting here, um, honoring the memory of your father and mother. Right. So I'm thinking. If your father's an alcoholic, like a raging alcoholic, there's a chance that there was a time when he wasn't necessarily, right? So he might have taught you life skills, right? He might have taken you camping. He might have done these things. Mm -hmm. And so honoring that kind of the man that he was when he was functioning faithfully as your father. And then, I mean, honoring that to your children. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So yeah, you could do that. I mean that's that's a clear way to sh- to sh- teach your children the dangers of sin. Right. Mm-hmm. Y- your your grandpa was was a good man before he started drinking too much. Yeah. Before he divorced his wife, before he da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And look what he's become. This is why we honor God. This is why we, you know, we keep God first. This is why we don't play with sin. Yeah. This is why, you know, you could do that. Now back in my day they used to say you love the sinner and you hate the sin. That was the term
1: mm-hmm.
0: that we used. Love the sinner, hate the sin. And the same thing can be true of your of your parents. Yeah. Now, let me... Rob's already kind of spoken to it, but there are situations where a person can be so toxic mm. that you can't bring your children around them. Yeah. Right? And you do need to... Um, cut them off in one way or the other, mm. right? And there's, um, the scripture tells us when we reach that age of maturity and we're ready to get married, that we're to leave our father and mother mm-hmm. and cleave to our wife. Yes, And this is showing there's some kind of emotional disconnect, emotional, financial, responsibility level disconnect that's meant to happen between adults Adults and their father and their parents. So leave my father and mother. He's no longer my provider. Leave my father and mother. He's no longer uh, my only authority in life. Leave my father and mother. He's not telling me who I am anymore, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a sense where if we have a father wound or a father hunger in Mm -hmm. our soul, when we come to Christ, we're meant to have a similar disconnect.
2: Sure.
0: My dad doesn't necessarily tell me who I am anymore, right? My father in heaven. I have a new father in heaven, a perfect father in heaven Mm -hmm. now, that now is meant to redefine my life, dictate everything that I do about life, right, and and change my heart towards my father. So this is important because if you have an unhealthy father, you have to be able to disconnect in a way. Mm -hmm. If you don't disconnect in this healthy, spiritual, Christian way, then every time you're around him, he's going to throw you into tailspin. Right. Because there he did it again, he's picking on me again, or he's, mm. he's, he's making fun of me again, or he's, he's whatever the thing is, yeah. he's demeaning me again, mm. and, then, and you're not going to be able to love him, because you're still reacting out of the flesh, mm. you're yeah. reacting out of those old patterns. Mm. But when I've disconnected my soul from my father in such a way that God tells me who I am, God has given me my mm. identity... My dad, my dad could lash out at me. My dad could fail me over and over and over again, and I could still love him, because I'm loving him from a from a more mature, uh, spiritually yeah. connected to God uh, place. Right, mm-hmm. I'm loving him out of my identity in Christ. Right now,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and that's really important if you're dealing with some kind of, you know, bad bad guy. Yeah, right. It's really really important to do. Um, and then I think. the the more common situation I think we could find in our society today was if you come to Christ and you come to Christ in a like holistic way, it's not just, I'm a Christian and, you know, the kind of the American Mm. dream version of being a Christian, like Jesus saved my soul, but, you know, but I'm, but I'm, I'm basically just like my dad, right? No, when you come to Christ in a holistic way where you're coming and letting Jesus change everything about you, your identity, the way you do marriage, mm-hmm. like you go back and you're like, nope, there are biblical roles yeah. biblical masculinity, biblical femininity, that's a real thing and we should practice that And yeah. there's w- real way to parent, real way to politics and all these things you're, and if your dad is just kind of like a nominal Christian or not a Christian, then you're going to have a lot of, uh, so you're going to become you're spiritually going to become the father like there's, that's just the reality because mm. you're going to outgrow them, sure. grow him spiritually. So, so that kind of creates a unique dynamic where you're still a son. Physically, you're still a son in relation. You have to show honor, but you're also probably going to be more biblically literate. Sure. You're probably going to be more spiritually mature. Mm-hmm. And so now there's going to be a, Spiritual discipleship kind of relationship where now you you are the spiritual father and he's the spiritual son.
1: Right, you may become mm. a convicting presence, and mm. a convicting presence has one of two responses. One is, is repentance and and turning to it toward, or it is it is anger and <laughs> you know. So so I think this is why we when 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 Jesus you know when when he asks the question who is my 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 brother and my mother and then he, the answer he gives is is the, he who does the will of my father is my brother and my my mother my brother and mm. my sisters uh there is this place where that comes can come to bear within your own biological families where you are a convicting presence and they don't like it yeah and, paul
0: says that we are the smell of mm, life mm. Yeah. or the smell of death yeah yeah, yeah. And that's, that doesn't mean like we smell differently. That means the people we're around, mm-hmm. their sense of smell is either depraved mm. or it's made righteous. Yeah. And so if they're a Christian, if they're made righteous, then we should smell good and they, yeah. we should smell like life yeah. and we yeah. should smell like Christ. But if, if they're not, then we're going to smell like death yeah. and they're going to hear judgment and they're gonna they're, every good thing we do. You just think you're better than me. You're holier than thou. Yeah. I can never live up to your standards, mm. and we've got to be humble and gracious in that. But we we just we've got to say, hey, no, that's not the case. That's
1: yeah, the case. and every failure that we have, they're gonna be. See, you're you're as bad as I am, kind of mm. a filter, which I think yeah. then brings us back to the cross. That as believers in Christ, we run to the cross and remind ourselves again that our righteousness is not in ourselves and our righteousness is only in Christ alone. And so when, yeah, when we're we're being, you know, yelled at and saying, I could never live up to that standard, we can say, I couldn't either, but Christ did for me on my behalf. So I'm with you, Mom and Dad. (laughs) Or if they say, if we sin and they catch us in our sin, we can say, yep, that's why Christ went to the cross to take what I could never do. He did for me. He was perfect You know that kind of so. So the gospel in in these relationships, the gospel becomes uh, can become just such a sweeter and sweeter aroma to us in the sense of what Christ has done for us on the cross, as we are having to navigate these relationships that can be pretty challenging and pretty challenging at times.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry. I I I want to add in. It is possible. Spiritual pride is a thing. So it is possible. We we do have yeah. to make sure that we're not becoming Pharisaical, and we're not looking down on our parents because they yeah. don't read the Bible, they don't know it better than us, or they're, yeah. you know, whatever, or they're, you know, you can get into the realm they're not Calvinistic, or they're yeah. not Pado Baptist, or they're not, yeah. you know, yeah. this and that. Oh my gosh, he's he, you know, they're hyper charismatic goofballs, or what? You you can spiritual pride is a real thing, and it's yeah. a danger to our souls. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we are. Um, keeping Christ as holy mm-hmm. in our hearts and we are walking in humility, doing just what just what Rob said. And when we screw up and we fail, um, yeah, we, we confess it, right? And yep. we, we own it and we turn to Christ. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking um, we've talked in previous podcasts about different spheres of authority, right? The family, the church, and the, the, the government, how they all fall under the authority of God, right? And so as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking a pastor, can become disqualified from his office, right? And uh, a leader, a government official, can become disqualified from his office. I so, don't know anymore. Well, they can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They might not step down, but they can be disqualified before the eyes that
0: of the world. changed law. with Bill Clinton, I think. Yeah. Oh, Sure. Oh,
2: wow. But <laughs> the father, father specifically, but father and mother, so the father is the head of the home, the head of that office. Would we say that a father can be, in a sense, disqualified?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a father can be disqualified. I, I, but he will never stop being your father. Sure. Right? Sure. So that's just a biological reality. Yeah. And so from that, you owe him something. Sure. Right? Sure. You, you owe him something. Yeah. And... Most societies have recognized that historically, yeah. and our society <laughs> does not, Right, and it is growing um, even more antagonistic towards that reality, oh, yeah. because we think of ourselves as, I mean, this is the word right now in our society is everyone's talking about it. your autonomous mm-hmm you know, the, the, autonomy of your body or the mm-hmm. autonomy, you were an autonomous, you know, which mm-hmm. auto means basically one self. or self. And then nomus is from law. Yeah. So like you are self law. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, it, it doesn't even make sense. Right. You, you didn't come from nowhere, right? You <laughs> didn't spontaneously create yourself. Right? You were not autonomous. Yeah. You needed fed. Yep. At some time in your life, you needed nursed and you needed your butt wiped yep. and you needed taken care of. Yep. And if someone hadn't done that, you wouldn't be here. So you are not autonomous. Right. And this is the way God made us that typically the people that took care of you when you couldn't take care of yourself, you're then meant to return the favor and take care of them when they can't take care of themselves yeah. anymore. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> In a so, lot of the same ways, usually. Yeah, uh, yeah, in a lot of the same ways. In a lot of the same ways. And that's showing honor where honor is due. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, so yeah, we're we're still meant to honor our father and mother as we honor Christ. Yeah. Well, any have we is there something I haven't hit we haven't hit on that we need to talk about? Is there any other questions you can think of? I'm sure there are but you're not in the room with this listener and so yeah we don't yeah I was going to a-
1: say it, it goes back to the very introduction and that is that there are some generalities we've got yeah. some general principles that we can work off of but uh you know this is a very particular it's particular for every situation and sure. how it looks and and there's something to be said of of getting good good godly counsel if you need to in a particular situation say here's my situation yeah. how do you think this might work you know yeah. how would honoring god i mean honoring my father and my mother uh, my, my work in this situation. So there's not, there's no shame in not knowing yep. and getting help, because <laughs> these can be kind of complicated at yeah, times. it's
2: not so. easy, and the culture isn't teaching us how to do it. Yeah, right, right.
1: right. Yeah. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and there, here's the deal. C.S. Lewis talked about the life is um, think of it life as a walk in two directions. Okay? Mm. You can walk towards the light, and you grow and you're getting more and more and more into the light, into the light, into the light, and then that walk leads to I mean we need Christ, but and Christ brings us into the light. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying salvation by works here. Right. But heaven is basically a multiplier Mm. of the direction that we've been walking. Okay. So as a Christian walks towards the light, into the light, led by Christ, mm. we're getting more and more holy, and then that echoes into eternity, multiplied, multiplied by eternity. So right. we're walking to the light. The same is true of the darkness. Some people that don't know Christ are pretty good people, mm. but oftentimes the longer they live, mm. they get darker and darker and darker. Yeah. And so you can have pretty good moms and pretty good dads mm. that all of a sudden by old age they become incredibly narcissistic yeah. they become incredibly mean, they get, they get meaner and more, Bitter, and more evil, yeah. and it's really showing the, the direction of their life like, and that's, mm. hell is a multiplication of that,
1: mm.
0: Mm. C.S. Lewis says hell is basically selfishness mm. multiplied by eternity right. so I bring that up because there are some mo- mothers and fathers that are going to be incredibly narcissistic and think that their world or that I'm sorry think that your world needs to revolve around them if they're not if they're not Christians. Yeah. And that's going to be incredibly challenging mm-hmm. for for adults. That's going to be incredibly incredibly challenging for 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 people. Yeah. Yeah. For us. So there will be wisdom needed. Yep. Yeah. You know, I know of of someone who this adult this um he was probably this guy was probably 50 years old, his adult kid was like 25, something like around the, around that, is that right? Yeah, something sure. like that. And um, the, the father, 50-year-old, the got in a terrible car, car accident mm. and could no longer work for an extended period of time. And the father had been divorced for a while. And this 25-year-old uprooted his life, moved across country to take care of his dad. And he took care of his dad for like three months, showed him honor, like drove him to all of his hospital appointments, provided for him. Like it was just a huge picture of grace. And then about 10 years later, this 20, 25 year old now, whatever, 30, 35 years old, whatever he was, I I can't remember. I'm just, um, this is general. I can't remember the details. He experienced a terrible life situation where he was put in a wheelchair and he, and his father had just moved and found a new woman and um, and just called back and was like, hey, son, you know, like, oh, man, I'm really sorry, really sorry. Didn't offer to come back and help his son. Didn't offer to come mm. take care of him. Like, literally, his son had taken care of him. Yeah. And now we're in the exact situation. And this man, which I consider to be just a narcissist, just said, oh, well, mm. sucks, man, but yeah. Things are going well for me. Mm. So in in that kind of situation, I'm like, that would be really hard. Yeah.
1: To honor your father at that moment. Yeah. To
0: honor your father in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I would not be against saying, dad, you are a piece of crap. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like I would not be, have a problem saying you are not a good dad Mm. and this has hurt me and this is hurtful and it's, and you can honor your father by still speaking the truth. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I yep. know there's going to be a lot of situations out there that you know you're going to need to sit down with the pastor yep. and walk through this what mm-hmm. does it look like to honor my parents and um, and I know the all the pastors of Sacred City we'd love to sit down with you and talk to you if you yep. if that's you. Yep. So That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's good. Yep.
0: All right. Thank you. Hopefully, thank you guys for asking the question. Hopefully, we've at least moved the ball forward in answering that question. Uh, again, if you have got any questions email me Justin Dean at secretcitychurch.com and we'd love to get him on the podcast. So thank you guys. we do love you. we do appreciate you. we are praying for you. God bless. We'll talk to you soon.